0: Yo, Dude Chillin' Pod, <laughs> welcome to the guest, fan of the show, Sam Lee, the most honorable.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> Have you done a podcast before?
1: Um, no, never done a podcast before. Listen listened to a bunch, but... Number listen- one
0: rule is be yourself. Okay. You sound weird when you're not yourself. Okay,
1: <laughs> I'll try my hardest. What if I hate myself?
0: Uh don't do that. <laughs> it's a good life. Look at cool. all these people. We're in a park right now, Dude Chillin' Park, famous in Vancouver.
1: Is this the first Dude Chilling
0: Dude Chilling pod, yeah. I did one in Yaletown. The first one was, like, in the grass in front of condos. Talking in Yelltown. Th- yeah. Like, you know the little beach area in front of Yaletown? It's, like, all fake. Oh, David
1: Lamb Park or whatever? Yeah, David Lamb Park, yeah.
0: exactly. Look at all these old, retired people or people that don't work. People like us who don't work. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse.
1: Unemployed life.
0: I like it. I like working a little bit, but... Not into that slave work life. Money
1: is nice, though. I like having money. Of course. That part's nice. You need to
0: ride the line of freedom and money. If you give up your freedom, then... You might have a lot of money, but then you don't have time.
1: That's true. Don't have time to do things like this.
0: I know. I've actually been doing more pods since they stopped calling me into work. (laughs)
1: That makes sense.
0: And when I was working too much, I was like, Fuck, I'm too tired! Or people couldn't do a pod if they're, like, international... Um, oh, our time are, zones. Yeah, and I would get off, and since we're on the West Coast, sometimes they're on the East Coast. One oh, guy yeah. was in Europe, and he's like, "I can't do it, dude. I'm like going to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, fuck." Or he's just waking up or something. So, uh, it'd be nice to have a. I don't know. What would be? What do you think would be the ideal job for you to fit your life?
1: Just like, um, not a nine to five. Right, work on your own time, type of thing. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, I always, I was telling Kyle Simon about this. So I was like, if I could work five hours a day and make more than a hundred bucks, I could live off that.
1: Yeah, the well, like the nice no thing... no taxes. Th- oh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> nice. The nice thing though about a nine to five is that like, once you leave work at five, like that's it. Right. You go and live your life, but like if you're doing like a work from home thing, it's like. It's like you never, you, you always take your home, work home with you. Right. You're never, like, free of it.
0: I just don't think any professional job, I don't know, actually. What do I know? Um, it's like being leaves a... Leaves you with enough energy after, dude. I was just so exhausted. Like Yeah. Being in a 9 to 5 on a computer all day, I never knew that could be so exhausting. I have more energy after I do labor. That's true. Maybe not, like, sometimes I feel physically tired and whatever, but... Like mentally
1: Yeah sitting at a desk for 8 hours kind of sucks
0: It's insanity I can do 4 hours And then I'm just like My hyper ADHD turns on and I'm just like ah. That's true I remember I was uh, this, is one of, this is a bit I'm working on Okay <laughs> I was, When I was working at this office job I was just so stressed all the time with deadlines and whatever And I would go outside And I would go have a smoke And my office was right on the edge of The posh part of town And crack town
1: Like Gastown? Yeah, (laughs)
0: Gastown. So I'm staring out from my gated community, which is my office. Like None of the bad people are allowed inside. Only the rich, educated ones are relatively rich. And I'm watching this dude lose his mind. And at the same time, I'm losing my mind because I hate my life. I hate this job I'm at. Exactly. I hate these deadlines. And I'm like, this dude is just losing his mind outwardly. He's yelling about how the world sucks, how nobody loves him and whatever. And I'm like, dude... I'm not too different from you. No. I'm losing my mind just as exactly. much as you are. I'm just not expressing it out loud. It's like
1: imploding versus exploding.
0: Right. So that's my idea of the office life. I don't know. Maybe if you're just not the type to... Because I've like complained about this in front of people who work in offices. They're like, it's not so bad. This is normal life. I'm like...
1: Ah! <laughs> I think there's definitely people that are like... The 9 to 5 life is definitely for them. Yeah. And they enjoy it. Right, and they go live their lives after five p.m. Right, but that's not for everyone, obviously.
0: Exactly, I always catch myself because I'm always shitting on people, and I'm like, not everybody is the same as me. Like, exactly, people have different things. Some people like stability and comfort. Some people are more reckless and like creativity. Like,
1: or some people have like a nine to five. That's very, or they have a family to feed. Yeah, or that. I don't. I'm getting a
0: vasectomy, bro.
1: I keep joking about that with my friends like whenever I whenever I'm in an airport and I see like
0: kids throwing a tantrum I see,
1: yeah I see like parents sitting in like a shitty airport McDonald's and their kids are like screaming and I know they just got off like a nine-hour flight I always see those situations and I'm like I'm getting a vas- vasectomy tomorrow
0: yeah dude I think like if I I'm ready to have a family I'd rather adopt like think about how many needy kids are out there
1: yeah and like aren't vasectomy is reversible
0: is Baby? Does it just like tie up your tubes and then you can untie them if you need it?
1: I think they're reversible, or the type that I'm thinking of.
0: Is the anti abortion movement against that, or is that too early? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have no I idea. I don't know. I don't
0: want to get into that. We're in Canada. I believe it's legal.
1: Yes. Unless which is nice.
0: uh, our boy, Stephen Harper Jr., what's his name? Stephen Harper. Andrew Shear. The dough boy. The doughboy. He looks exactly like Columbia's president Who's also a fucking soy boy, dude Just like Soy boy An empty suit With no real ideas No real policies Just Bullshit <laughs> Pandering to the fucking Idiots Who want to turn the country back Or they want security and shit No Is that
1: Stephen Harper Jr.?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's uh, I'm putting words in his mouth right now But I'm pretty sure he's gonna get rid of my student loan assistance he wants to cut the deficit cut <clears throat> government spending bro <laughs> no nah, i did please you know how lucky i am right when i graduated they released the student loan assistance yeah so i haven't had to pay anything back and they're paying my interest
1: yeah i so, heard about that interesting it's that that's only bc though right uh, it's Canada. Or it's only federal, but not yeah. BC loans. But if
0: you get a bank loan, then you can't. Then you, then you're then fucking you're a slave to the bank. But I think the interest rate is higher on a government loan. Yeah. So whenever I do start paying it back, I should go all in and just get it, switch it to a bank, get them to pay it, and then pay the bank instead of lower rate. But uh, who knows when that'll be? Because I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. Exactly. I was about I actually had to made it, make a payment At the beginning of summer Because I made too much At an office job For a few months I was like fuck Is that your 9 to 5? Yeah It was <clears throat> An experience um, To me the I think other 9 to 5's Might be cool But yeah. The problem with my 9 to 5 Was that it was too much Like school it was, I was a writer So it was like Writing papers all the time Deadline, deadline, deadline Every week a deadline yeah. Small deadlines Big deadlines People paying this company Like 10 grand For me to write an article About shit I don't really Jesus. know about like there was money on the line. Yeah. And I was pressure. just f- winging it. I didn't know anything about Bitcoin really except for like very high level stuff. And I just Were ju- you
1: only writing about Bitcoin?
0: At the beginning I was writing about Bitcoin and crypto how it could open the financial markets to people who don't have access like in fucking Africa, the Philippines and all the shit. Yeah. Then I was going to have to write propaganda for big marijuana companies oh. and I got pissed. I was like I don't want to write this shit like I didn't tell them but in my head I was like fuck I don't want to write this shit So
1: did you quit that job? Yeah, I did. Okay.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, but you know, you try new things and
1: How long were you there?
0: Uh just about 3 months. 3 months? Yeah, it just wasn't my style of writing. I'm I'm not a businessy writer. Yeah. I was just trying it cuz it's like I was actually joking with him at the interview, like, uh, there just aren't writer's jobs in Vancouver. Unless you're going to be a copywriter for a tech company or some sort of content writer, there's just like, it's so hard to get into journalism here. They're a bit, uh, I would say, racist. (laughs) Like, I went to talk to a CBC editor, super nice lady, she gave me great advice, but she's like, you're going to need to get Canadian experience. And I'm like... I have a portfolio of like 70 articles from inter- from Colombia and you want me to go get more student debt so I might be able to get a job at CBC maybe <laughs> I'm like no I'm not doing that dude so I actually googled it and there's a bunch of like foreign journalists who say they come to Canada and they're like I have a they're massive fucked. portfolio at an international level and I won't even get an interview wow because I either have a foreign sounding name or I don't have Canadian experience. and Anyways, Canadian news is boring, dude.
1: Where would you... Where, where's the best place to be a journalist, then, in your um,
0: opinion? Ideally, I think, if you're, like, a gritty one. You want to go somewhere that's underreported on. Somewhere where there's probably a humanitarian crisis going on. Right. And there aren't that many people there because it's not on the world stage. But to be honest, I don't think people care about the news anymore that much. yeah. Like, people are just fucking on Instagram and on social media watching GIFs and fucking skits. Yeah. Nobody pays attention to global news anymore. You have to be, like, a highly educated, curious person, I think.
1: It's all about the YouTubers now.
0: Yeah, YouTubers. I don't just don't think the world is made like that anymore. So you're seeing it. Like, international uh, correspondents just don't get paid that much anymore.
1: Just people who are, like, in the field. Yeah. You can. Down on the ground?
0: You could spend a month reporting a story and you're gonna make 50 to 300 bucks for a long story or whatever. Like, how are you gonna live off that? You can make that in one day as a server here. That's true. So, like. That's true. It incentivizes the wrong people. Yeah, I guess so. But, anyways, let's talk about your (laughs) internal struggle. (laughs) Let's get deep. Are you, uh. Do you think you're ever gonna be an engineer still? Are you ever gonna use it as like your nine to five? Um is it possible right now I want to say no. Is it intense? do you think to be an engineer like the eight eight hour day of fucking solving mechanical problems or whatever really I fun? would
1: prob I would assume so yeah but um the thing about that is like when I started going to university like a bajillion years ago, yeah, I was like, this is what I want to do, you know I, I remember to-. dude yeah, I was like you had a you had a more square it. look yeah for short sure. hair. Yeah,
0: fraternity man.
1: And I was like, I want to like be an engineer. This is something I want to do. But then that change in like, just a matter of a few years. So I don't know how I'm gonna feel in the next few years. I could I could completely change my mind again, right?
0: Yeah, I think most people change. Like, I feel especially like especially when we're
1: in like our twenties, like, right? Your mind can change so easily.
0: Apparently, we mature at twenty-five as men. That's when our our prefrontal cortex is developed.
1: I just turned 25. Ah, So you probably feel
0: wiser. You probably have a bit more self-control. I don't
1: know about that. You might
0: start knowing what you want to do now. Your mind isn't as crazy, as horny. Because we're fully developed men now. I've been there for two years now, dude. I'm so tight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't don't think I'm going to... I'm definitely not going to... Hopefully, not fall into like an engineering nine to five right after I graduate. But I don't know how I'm gonna feel in like five years. Maybe, maybe that's what I want to do.
0: Maybe you find a nice wife who pressures you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> maybe I start popping out kids and I'm no, like, oh don't. shit!
0: Don't give up your dreams <laughs> but First stability yeah. and debt.
1: <laughs> if I had like my, if I had my way, I would like never have to use my degree for my career.
0: Have you started selling any of your photos yet?
1: Um, like here and there, yeah. But is that
0: like is that possible to use as your vehicle for freedom? I don't. I or is there just too many photos online?
1: Now, yeah, right? exactly. Everyone's. There's too much of These everything. Days. There's too
0: many podcasts. There's too many articles.
1: Every creative industry today is oversaturated.
0: Oversaturated, fuck.
1: It's true, but it's like a good and a bad thing. Right it's like a bad thing because there's so many people out there but it's a good thing because like literally anybody can create now which is nice
0: right there's a theory or it's been around for a while there's a guy kevin kelly i believe tech guy writer he's like if you find a thousand true fans that are willing to pay for your shit yeah that is your key to freedom exactly you don't need a million you don't need to be britney spears you don't need to be justin bieber you just need a thousand so let's say you have a patreon account And you get a thousand people to give you a dollar. That's a thousand dollars a month, dude. Yeah, for sure. Two dollars? That's two thousand dollars. And
1: that thousand's gonna grow organically, right?
0: Yeah, it's hard though. Like, I'll give you an example. My boss in Colombia has an independent news website. He gets almost like a quarter million to a million people in traffic a month, and he's only scraping a thousand dollars a month on Patreon. And he's like, he's like the most well-known English news website in South America, dude. So that's moni- a struggle. He's got
1: to monetize that website. But like get I said, su- get ads on there,
0: dude. Apparently, like uh, ad revenue has just dropped in the last ten years. He said he used to live off it. And now it's just like pennies, nothing. Where is and everybody ad blocks. Like I ad block everything. Dude. That's I, true. I don't I do, see so ads.
1: <laughs> that is true. We're part of the problem, I guess.
0: I know, but I hate ads. <laughs>
1: I know. Fuck.
0: Yeah, so it's difficult, like but. It's there, so there's, like, those guys who have the Come Town podcast, those fuckers are making, like, $50,000 a month Jesus. In, in Patreon, and all they do is crack jokes, they just sit down in front of a mic and fucking talk about Lobster's fucking the, the Little Mermaid, dude. So funny. But yeah, say, the window is there, you just have to push. I think most people give up. So lately I've just thought, like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna do my own thing. If I have to get a vasectomy, I will, but I will not... <laughs> give up
1: (laughs) the thing about the internet though is that everything is so fickle you know it's so random there's not like a formula right right it's just like somebody could like a video on youtube could just go viral one day and then like now you're now you have a fan base overnight
0: right i think you have to just keep pumping shit and something will click i've seen a lot of stories like that like i saw one story about a youtuber who used to make like a certain kind of game video videos about a game or whatever and then suddenly he started trying something else but his experience from making all those other shitty videos suddenly it all clicked and boom became a fucking megastar yeah
1: there's this band called boy pablo yeah and they were like this small band indie band from freaking norway like they didn't have a lot of fans at all and then they had one music video on youtube and it just like exploded Somehow got like featured on YouTube trending or whatever. And now they're like a huge band. And that happened in the span of like a few months. Right. And they were like nobody before, right?
0: Have you heard of that guy, Nether Friends?
1: Nether Friends?
0: He's, uh, this guy's hilarious. He's basically unlocked his freedom on Spotify. He hasn't hit the billboard charts. He hasn't fucking become an ultra famous pop star. But this dude releases an album every week wow every week last year was an album a month this year he's releasing an album every week that's crazy and and this is the trick to it people find his music on spotify on discover weekly or on new releases Mm. and then it gets stuck in your algorithm so he's releasing an album every week and every week you see one of his new songs on your new releases that's crazy so i've actually talked to him on instagram I was DMing him to try to see if he'd do the pod, but he said he would only do it in person. So I would have to go to L.A. He lives in L.A.? Yeah. But this dude is on Lock Freedom. He literally does all he wants all day. Smokes weed. The dude knits, dude. He's also (laughs) making clothes and shit. And he's like, he's like, he ran into, what's her name, um... Ultraviolence, violence girl Ultra viol- what's the fuck's her name again <laughs> I don't
1: know what that uh, song is Lana
0: Del Rey okay yeah, yeah. He, said, he, he said he ran into her at a cafe in LA yeah, and he girl. was like you know I make music and she's like I don't care I care about your knitting this wow. dude has like cats on his, sh- on his pants he puts like all these weird designs on his shirt and she's That's like crazy. I like your knitting I don't care about your music
1: I but- mean if he's making an album a week yeah are they all like are they good
0: that's the thing. I like, think. How do you
1: make that much material? That's the
0: thing, because I know a lot of artists will hold out for like a year or two, and they're like trying to make perfection. Yeah. This guy is just pumping shit out. I gotta admit, some of his tracks seem like they took, they he just made them right away. Some of them are catchy as fuck though. Yeah, that's true. And he has more of like a, he has like a pop sound, pop with rap sound to it. So it's like, uh, it's accessible to most people. It's yeah. not like, um, I'll give you an example. I have a friend. I haven't seen him in years, but he's a rapper. And he's actually progressed as a rapper. Like, he sounds way better than he was younger. I think the problem is, though, he's stuck in the 90s sound and he's not, like, experimenting with other shit. Right. So it's hard to blow up. Like, you're going to get your niche group of people who still like that sound. Yeah. But it's hard to blow up if you're not mixing other cultures. <laughs> you're going to get yourself into trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, like, at what point is it, like... That's what you really like.
0: Right. And exactly. to do something
1: else would be like selling out or whatever. Exactly.
0: Right? So you got to ride the line. That's the balance. You have to, again, you, you could maybe find your thousand true fans and find a comfortable living, but do you want to sell your that that soul, that soul that to that the devil and become super famous? And then you have all these people watching you all the time? I don't know. I'd be happy with a thousand true fans. Give me yeah, that shit. For sure. Give me that shit. Sign Definitely. up for my Patreon when I fucking bring that out. Give me one dollar, people. Yeah, exactly. One dollar is all I ask for. You will see me so happy. I'll never have to work again. I'll just If I can make $2,000 a month, dude. Pfft.
1: Oh, you're oh, living.
0: Oh, I'm living comfortably, dude.
1: Unless you start popping out kids, then.
0: No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I refuse. I'm pulling out. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what have you been working on lately?
1: Uh, Not much. I just finished my summer semester of school. So I got like six... I got like five or six weeks before I have to go back to real school in September.
0: Do you think you could ever like incorporate uh, some sort of engineering aesthetic into your art somehow?
1: People ask me that, but I don't know. I
0: Put some robots and shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I've had this. I've had that discussion with friends before, but
0: do you think you could work on AI? Maybe make it artistic. <laughs> Give it a sensibility. I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I would want to. Right, right. If I was going to do something creative, I would want it to be.
0: Are your parents forcing you to go this path at all, still, or is it no, uh, no, just doing it to finish it?
1: Yeah, I'm doing it to finish it and just like to have a degree, which I I don't know. It's like it's useful, dude. It is useful. Honestly, it gets your foot in the door. Exactly.
0: (laughs) What I found when I got my degree, nobody gave a shit it got my foot in the door in an interview, but then they're like, what have you done? And yeah. I'm like, oh fuck. I was selling tickets for four years at the hop on hop off. I could do sales, I guess. And then I was like, couldn't get a job. So yeah. then I went and built my own portfolio and that got me like, I'll get LinkedIn messages from people reading my shit.
1: Right. Right.
0: So that's way more important than a degree. I think. Yeah. Like if I was a kid, I'd tell him to go to school for like two years and then find like an associate's degree or something. That'll get yeah, your foot yeah, in the yeah. door,
1: dude. Definitely for me, it's also like, I sunk so many years into this degree and it's one more year. And I guess it's like a con- contingency cuz like I said before, I don't know how I'm going to feel in 5 years. Maybe I have like maybe like this passion for engineering comes back in 5 years. Perhaps like, when I want to do this. We have
0: AI and shit.
1: Yeah, and then if I drop out now it's like, "Oh, I don't have a degree." So,
0: no, you're done in this fall, right?
1: Yeah, so oh, like, yeah. around this time next year.
0: Do you still want to move to Montreal?
1: Yeah, I really do.
0: Uh, Max there right now. I yeah, was talking yeah. to him and he's like, I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. he was asking me for recommendations and stuff. I think he's coming back home soon.
0: Yeah. But wow. yeah,
1: I would love to go to Montreal. The only part, there's like two parts that are like obstacles of me going there. Language? Language is the big one. And then the, just the brutal winters. Right. That's like, we're so like
0: i know the winters we've been
1: cradled here in vancouver with the mild weather you know
0: i know the winters are brutal but when i lived in toronto it was like minus 20 sometimes but the key difference from here and there is that they get constant sunlight right so if you dress up it's actually more pleasant than being here dude where it feels like Mordor sometimes yeah it's like like
1: gray for like nine months yeah
0: dude i get i get that seasonal affective disorder i get sad dude i'm latino dude i need sunlight
1: Yeah, Montreal would be really cool. The The thing I like about Montreal is that it's, it's m- super cheap.
0: And it's more artistically inclined, I think. Uh,
1: exactly. It's And a large part of that is because it's cheap. So people who are creatives there, they don't have to break their back working 40, 50 hours a week.
0: I told you about that guy, uh, Dan Weinberg, that I did the YouTube uh, yeah, yeah, podcast yeah. about. He, I was talking to him because the whole reason I reached out to him was because I saw a photo of him in Vancouver. And I was like, yo, let's do a pod. And he was like, oh, I actually went to Montreal. So then we did the pod, and I asked him, like, uh, why did you go to Montreal? Like, um, and he was like, expense, dude. Like, an apartment here was so expensive. That's true. For him and his girlfriend, who are both, like, online people. And he's like, I found an apartment there, downtown Montreal, for 400 bucks, $200 yeah, each,
1: dude. exactly. So, and that just frees you up to have more time. To yeah,
0: you can work any job, and you could eat
1: Yeah Sleep Exactly
0: Stay out of the cold And make the shit You actually want to make And you're
1: not drained
0: Right That's the other problem I have this theory about um, Fuck I've just lost the word Uh, like, Like your mental capacity dude Like Yeah the problem I had with the whole nine to five thing is that it can be so high stressful, especially in a in a startup or something where everything's like go go go, results results, we're growing we're growing, and then foosball foosball and then booze all weekend, <laughs> like it is just draining. Like there's would, no
1: mental space right now. You don't else. have
0: the mental capacity to go home and work on your thing unless you're an absolute maniac.
1: Unless you're like yeah, or
0: you're unless on, you're
1: psychotic. Unless you're
0: on Adderall. But dude, I yeah. went I went psychotic on the opposite end. I was just like so stressed about my deadlines. I'm not good at doing things in an orderly fashion. Like I always left everything to the last minute. Or I would just spend too much time reading about stuff before I actually started writing. Yeah. And then I would just hit these like shock points where I was just like, I need to get all this work done. And by the end of the day, I was just like drinking wine, playing PlayStation, brain dead. I felt like uh, you know in Black Mirror? You Mm -hmm. watch Black Mirror? You know when their like eyes roll back and they're in the online world? That's what I felt like, dude. (laughs) Just, like, lost Real-life VR. Yeah, dude, fuck. So, I think I'm gonna stay in this semi-vagabond state for a while.
1: Would you ever move to Montreal?
0: Yeah, my stepmom's actually from there. Uh, her, I've gone there twice. Um, did you
1: go a lot when you were living in Toronto, or...?
0: Yeah, I did. I took the train from Toronto a few times. It's pretty cool. And awesome city dude they have so many beautiful parks like the architecture is just so much different yeah like it's not just bland condos like here
1: it's true it's just an older city and therefore it just has more like culture
0: so many beautiful parks like people are outside all the time like there's a huge drum circle all the time at what is it mount saint laurent oh yeah
1: tam tam tams or something yeah yeah that's the thing about vancouver is that it's such a new city it like um and
0: we're just getting influx by tech people right now so it's it hasn't up.
1: had time to really develop its right identity right like, as much as like east coast cities like Toronto yeah. or New York or Boston or whatever
0: like even with like the music scene like uh, I've talked to Brody about like the hip hop scene here like we don't have a breakout hip hop star here yet yeah I'm sure we have a few like is a nickelback from here <laughs>
1: Maybe. No, I think they're from, like, oh, shit, Alberta or something. am I shit. thinking
0: of? Like, Mariana's Trench and shit? Yeah, I like, think
1: they're from Vancouver.
0: Yeah, that kind of stuff. There's a few baseball players from here. But, like you said, it's a new city, so... Yeah. We don't have any... We don't have that many breakout stars that I know of from here. We have a few actors, like Seth Rogen and whatever, but...
1: Yeah, the acting is kind of different, because...
0: The scene's up here. It's
1: probably the best city in Canada for that, which is nice, but... Yeah, I don't know. Just music and art in general. I feel like East Coast cities is the way to go. Right. Or LA, but...
0: I was listening to Joey Diaz podcast the other day. He's hilarious. And he was like, at some point, you have to make a move. Like, you can't stay stuck in the same place. If you know, like, somewhere else, there's, like, more potential. If that virus gets in your head, you just have to make the decision and go. I sort of did that with Columbia when I wanted to be a journalist. I was like, I'm yeah. not getting any fucking job opportunities in Canada. I'm not going back to school. So I went there and volunteered and fucking worked for free just to build a portfolio and whatever. But, like, if the spot isn't here, you have to go somewhere else and pursue that dream. Otherwise, I think you're going to end up depressed and yeah. regretting shit when you're old. Dude, I don't want to be that dude. No, nah, man. The I don't want to be that guy. bitter old guy who didn't do what he wanted and just loses himself in alcohol all the time.
1: Yeah. No, nah, dude. For me the biggest obstacle for of that has always been like i I'm in school. Right. But this I but can your like. Your window's see. about to
0: open, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm it's just like eight more, nine more months. You have
0: to jump. You yeah. should start planning now.
1: I yeah, I've been trying to plan, but this also this last year's gonna be like it's also far. hell.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, make the jump. Jump through the portal. Make the leap. The fucking, fucking happiness is always on the other side of your fears, people. If you run from your fears, you're a fucking pussy and you're wasting your only life. You could die any day, dude. Like, we take shit sure for granted. I've almost died so many times on my bike. And I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> fuck, dude. I almost just got hit by this dude or I zoned out at a stop sign. It's true. In Colombia, I almost got killed a few times. Like, you just gotta... Like, people think we live these, like, guaranteed long lives that like you can plan for retirement or whatever, and then a fucking bus hits you on the corner. Yeah, and then you're dead. Yeah. This dude just died in North Van, actually, in a bike lane. Shit. And I got pulled over the other night because I didn't have my lights on. And the dude's like, you know, this guy just died, like, right here where you are, and you don't have your lights on. And I was like, oh, look, my lights are on, dude. Oh. I turned them on <laughs> as he pulled me over. But yeah, dude, see, like... People think you're on your phone all day You're doing all these things I can wait oh, I can put it off till later
1: Until you're dead And then you're 65
0: You gotta internalize that fear of death There ain't no afterlife, I don't think If you if there is an afterlife You might be like a Ray of sunlight Flying through the universe simultaneously a spirit A spirit explosion <clears throat> Maybe that's what happens when you die When everybody's like, I see the light You just become Maybe light Maybe that's it But then What if you regretted on the other side? <laughs> Uh, how annoying would it be if you were like stuck with your own thoughts, but in infinity for the rest of eternity? That'd suck. That'd be so annoying, unless you lived your life and you could like look back at yeah. shit. What if you? People always say this. Like, what if you die and then you, God shows up and he shows you all your stats. This stats. is what you did. This is how many times you jerked off. Fourteen thousand <laughs> times, bro. Too much. And oh, then he God. gives you like uh, he gives you attributes. He's like, you were uh, an extreme hedonist. Nice you Categorized. wasted your time did you play red dead redemption Mm-mm. in that one it like tracked like your morality throughout the whole game and then at the end of the game you get a good or bad or medium ending depending on what you did oh shit i was indifferent so i got a dark ending okay i wasn't evil i wasn't good but i ignored everybody Neutral. i would just do missions so i was a individualist a selfish narcissist trying to complete his mission there I wasn't stopping along the way to help people So how did God judge me with the wolf ending A dark wolf alone <laughs> I could have had Bambi on the sunset <laughs> Oh bad. So what's God going to say on the other side to us dude we'll never See find that's out. a problem Like The artist is uh, inherently selfish Yeah I guess so Narcissistic in a way Has a big ego and whatever So what's yeah. God going to say on the other side How many people did you help bro uh, yeah.
1: how many babies did you save?
0: Yeah, fuck, I haven't saved anybody, dude.
1: <laughs> so, you're not working right now?
0: Uh, no, I was working a few weeks ago doing labor. I loved it. Rewarding? It wasn't, like, rewarding, but I liked the people I worked with. Yeah. That makes such a huge It was difference. an amazing environment. Everybody, like, in the other environment I was in, I had to, like, be, like, this kind of robotic cell phone and always anxious about finishing stuff. Here, it was, like... Dude chill out Like we have 8 hours To finish this job Nice People always cracking jokes Ripping on each other I love that do In you, a friendly way
1: Are you gonna Find a new job Or are you gonna Take off somewhere What's your plan? I haven't
0: decided it. I have money to take off But I really don't Want to take off that much As much as I want to Just keep working on something I get right. way more sad Like when I was traveling Dude after a month You get bored I'm like I need to do something I need to do something fulfilling Something that's like pro- Feels like progress In your life Where you're building something what about,
1: like, um, not necessarily traveling, but, like, just going to another singular place and living there?
0: Boom, oh, exactly, yes. Yeah. Hmm, I should have done that with Montreal this summer.
1: Yeah, you should have. I was talking to Dallas about it. Yeah. And he was like, if you come live in Montreal for one summer, then you'll never leave. Fuck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know the comedy scene there is tight, too. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's arguably the best in uh, Canada. Canada, for sure. Oh, fuck.
0: Oh, so I wonder if I could do the winter And then like build that joy when summer shows up
1: Yeah, that's that's another way to do it, is move there like in like October Right And then by the time like April, May rolls around You're like a seasoned You've been through the shitty part And then now you can enjoy the beautiful summer there
0: Right, dude Because
1: And you'll be prepared for the winter after that summer, you know
0: I'm fluent in Spanish So I know I could pick up French quite fast Like uh, a lot of Latinos when they immigrate to Canada They prefer Montreal because they can pick up sp- french much faster than english
1: i've also heard though that like of all the major french speaking cities in the world montreal is like arguably the hardest to learn french in because of how bilingual it is right and how immediately people will switch to english when they hear your accent or whatever that's cool and how much easier it is to get by with just english that there's less it doesn't push you to learn uh, french like if you were in like some Rural city in, in France Quebec. or something, right? Even in Quebec,
0: probably. Even in Quebec City, they, like, it'd be re- a they, lot like, easier. They refuse to speak English. This is yeah. a heritage. <laughs> you will adapt to us, not us to you.
1: Have you ever been to Asia?
0: No, but I've thought about it. But I don't want to go do the backpacking in Thailand, booze no, 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 to death, no, life. No, you no. Know? fuck that. Um, I've thought about Japan.
1: Japan, man, you should go.
0: Uh, I need to solve this two thousand dollars a month that's all i need to live a life of extreme yeah. freedom on the internet dude
1: also it's very the like corporate nine to five life is pretty intense in japan right the salaryman life
0: right i know you guys not you guys um i know people there booze themselves to death oh yeah i've seen the memes of people passed out in suits yeah. with puke and then they go I back s- to work. i
1: saw that like every day and any day of the week there's salaryman what passed are we out doing to
0: people dude like it's a machine, Let's you get know? over this already. Let's wake up, humanity. Like, this sucks. Nobody's happy doing that. They're all on, they only think they're happy because they did what the system wants. But yeah, god damn it, dude. That sucks. Ass, like,
1: there's a lot of cool, like, there's people not doing that in Japan as well. Obviously, there's people doing cool everywhere. things, but the dominant culture there is the
0: responsibility,
1: the salary man, corporate Respect.
0: life. I heard you can drop your wallet there and, like, it'll return to you.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Nobody will steal it. I lost my wallet here never heard from it again. Mm hmm Although here it happens to... You get it back. Yeah,
1: the theft is... Crime overall is just very low. And it has to do with, like, that society mentality of, like, you know, if there's a nail sticking out, it's going to get hammered down back into line.
0: Of course. I wonder what's going to happen with China, dude. They're, like, they have an interesting experiment of...
1: China and Vancouver are heads right now. Right. Are there a bunch of Canadians being detained there right now?
0: Right, and we're, like, shipping our garbage to the Philippines and to China, I think. Yeah, and that was...
1: Didn't we have, like, a bunch of garbage in the Philippines <laughs> that was, yeah. like, 50 years old?
0: Shit like that. We're like, oh, sorry, our landfills are full. We're going to send it to you. And, and then, then we then, just forgot about it. for. And like, then Duterte is, like, threatening to fucking destroy Canada if they keep sending garbage. But yeah, I wasn't gonna say, um, China is an interesting experiment because it's like if you've read Brave New World and 1984.
1: I've read 1984.
0: Read Brave New World, because Brave New World I, ha- I
1: actually have it, but I haven't read it yet.
0: Read it, dude, it's interesting because it's not us. it's oppression through pleasure.
1: I heard it's like more to do with drugs rather than surveillance.
0: It's yeah, it has more to do with drugs and pleasure. So in that society, people are able to there's no families. Everybody has sex with everybody. There's just unlimited pleasure all the time. It's like hedonism. uh, It's basically extreme hedonism, so people never rebel because they're always in pleasure. They're just drugged up. They're always going out drinking. They're always... Everybody is in a status role. Same like here. There's the upper class, middle class, lower class. And everybody has access to the same drug called Soma, which is like alcohol but with no hangover nice but the more you take the more aloof you get the more like out of this world you get and you forget about all your problems and whatnot. so everybody throughout society takes that and there's this one guy who's like no I don't want to do this I don't I want to read books and he goes to the real world he he escapes that world and goes to like where like uh, the aboriginals are and all this shit and they call them the savages and all this shit and he sees that like they read books. They fall in love. They have problems yeah. and all this stuff. And then in his world, like there's no problems. Everybody just fits a the role. There's the A type. There's the B type. There's the C type. And then I think it's uh, Alpha, Gammas, Betas, and Epsilons are like the lowest class people. And they're all farmed that way, dude. From class, they're like genetically built to be that role. Damn. You're like genetically built to be attractive and uh, outgoing at A. And then, but everybody still fucks each other. So everybody's always just in pleasure mode. So I was thinking, I watched a lecture about it actually recently, and they were like debating which world we're headed to, 1984 or, or Brave New, or brave new world. world. I think it's a mix of both. Yeah. In China, it seems to be a mix of both. Like the state is controlling everything. Yeah. But at the same Big time, brother. they've adopted things of the West, like social media and sexual liberties right. and whatnot. And it kind of feels like that here sometimes too, like... Whenever I'm lost in hedonism, dude, I am not thinking for myself. I am not doing the things I want to do. I'm just going for pleasure, pleasure, just pleasure. Just in a daze. You're just in a daze, and then you wake up, and you're like, "Ah, oh, I feel God yelling at me. What are you doing, Frank?"
1: I you- heard it was um. <laughs> I can't remember if it was this way or if it was the other way, but like, I think Brave New World was written, and then George Orwell was like a student of huxley or it might have been the other wa- way around Probably the
0: other way because i think brave new world came out i think they both came out in the 40s
1: okay i think it was the other way around then and then um the second one wrote the their book as a response to the first one or something like I that. i would
0: imagine they're always interconnected those two george orwell is more famous he has like statues of himself and Or he didn't build them Yeah
1: It might have started with George then And then Huxley was his student Apparently
0: dude Huxley died on the same day That John F. Kennedy was assassinated So he doesn't get that So nobody gave a shit And all of his work Apparently burnt in a house fire Oh my god! So he doesn't get the same recognition as Orwell But I think his vision Is more likely Because we're just living in this pleasure world Where nobody Think about it When was the last time we had a revolution in North America dude Nobody's Everybody's like uneasy. Everybody's always complaining that things are getting harder all the time, but we're just They're living just in pleasure all the time, yeah. dude. We work and then on the weekends we drink ourselves to death. We fuck ourselves to death. We all these people on opioids and shit left behind by society just drowning in drugs and whatever. Pleasure is always there and it's cheap. You can forget about your problems. You can, you don't have to solve shit because you can go fucking jerk off immediately.
1: Yeah. I saw a dude smoking crack like. Five feet away from me yesterday, near Gas Town.
0: It's crazy because um, people assume it's people that have fallen out of society and whatever. But there's a lot of stories of like I read a story about a banker in the UK, and he started doing heroin, and oh, then yeah. it slowly started progressing. And he's like, I would wake up in the morning, I would do heroin. I would go to work. At lunchtime, I would do heroin. After work, I would do heroin. And then he was like, I'm on a banker's salary, and I was spending so much that eventually I had to start like stealing food because all my money was going wow. to heroin. And then he dropped out, and then he solved his life, he got out of it, and now he's, like, become a speaker about it. But it's, like, it can happen to anybody. Literally,
1: a lot of those situations with opiate addicts are people who were in, like, a traumatic uh, injury. Right. And they had to get on really strong painkillers. Exactly. And they got addicted to them, and once they were off the prescription, they were, like, sick. They were going through withdrawal, so they have to... They have to to go get that hit. They have to go, the. Get the and junk. we have
0: that too at with different extents with nicotine.
1: Oh, 100%
0: with sex, with alcohol. I've never gotten, I was addicted to alcohol in university, but now I hate it. Although I'm drinking a beer right now. Moderation. One thing, everything on the, in
1: moderation, including moderation. A
0: tiny bit of everything, dude. That's the way to live. If you get lost in anything, then you get lost in the sauce. Get lost in the <laughs> sauce. What
1: are you reading right now?
0: I'm reading two books. I'm finishing The Denial of Death by Ernest Becker, which is basically a summary of psychology. So the early beginning of psychologies and how Freud basically got wrong a bunch of things. Right. Basically, our main problem as humanity, if I was to sum up the book, is that we used to believe in idols and symbols like religious, the afterlife, hell. Mm -hmm. And that's what made us act in, like, a way of value with values with norms with ideals urgency. urgency to fulfill the promise of God to f- live in the afterlife to be a good person that way then psychology came around and everybody was like religion isn't, isn't true man is, has to make his own meaning man has to follow his own path and a lot of people can't handle that burden dude yeah. a lot of people don't have the time to think about that shit so what drives me now especially after I read this book <laughs> is the fear of death, dude. Like, regret. Like, you have to almost sit down with yourself, go into isolation and figure out what you want to do, what your values are, yeah. what you want to live by. Not saying that I'm doing these things. I always get lost in the sauce too, my friends. It's easy. It's easy it's to It's very easy. It's uh, immediate gratification. But anyways, like, every man has to now, because we don't have these religious things, unless you do, maybe you do have that religious path that you're following and that keeps you grounded, that keeps you moving forward, taking care of your family, being a good person, whatever. I don't have that. I stopped believing in religion. Mm-hmm. I used to be Catholic and then I was just, like, questioning it the whole time, just mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me and now i'm trying to build my own valleys at 27 this is a new experiment up until i was like 24 i was lost in the sauce dude just pleasure 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 a little bit of university learning or whatever yeah then i hit 25 and i was just like i don't want to do this anymore dude i feel sick i feel out of shape i feel dead i feel emotionally dead i'm not doing things that i always i was always that kid in university talk i was like i'm gonna be a writer i'm gonna be a sports writer i'm gonna do all these things and i never wrote Mm-hmm. Never wrote a damn thing, except for university papers that were bullshit. And then I've slowly worked on it. Just trying to chisel away. I still, like I said, I go through phases where I get lost and I don't do anything. And then
1: it's easy to do that, especially when we live <laughs> in the first world. Right. And you're not like struggling to live every day. Exactly. It's so easy dude. to just get lost in the sauce. as Yeah. You
0: said. Yeah. When I went to South America, it was interesting because you see so many people that are, they're still happy, dude but they're so poor like i would travel across all of colombia and i would go to i speak spanish so i would start talking to the housekeepers and whatnot and they'd be like wow i don't know how you foreigners travel so much i've never even You're a gringo, eh? i've never even left my town wow and then they they hear all these people in hostels saying yeah i've been traveling for 2 years i don't really know what i'm doing i'm trying to find myself i'm just trying to explore the world but nobody like we are so lucky to even have a taste of that for a week
1: it's true. Like, so
0: most people are just stuck tr- working and working and working just to feed and put a roof over their head yeah. six days a week, 10 to 12 hour days. Like, we are so lucky. I can do whatever the fuck I want working any dumbass job. And I just have to, like, be conscious of my money. That's all I have to do. Most people don't get it. Like, I met a girl who did get to, she traveled, but she's like, I saved for 10 years. Wow She saved every penny And then she traveled For like two months And then she's like I don't know what I'm gonna do After when I go back And then
1: you just Spent all that money
0: Yeah So I do that For like six months And I'm like Oh my god I can't believe I've worked so much I'm so drained of this
1: (laughs) It's true And my mom's always
0: like Relax dude You live in the Fucking easy world Dude if this was a video game We're in easy mode We
1: are We're living life On easy mode here I'm
0: sitting on a Friday Right now in a park Doing what I want I haven't worked in three weeks I got a bag of money In my bank account It's true And I don't have to do much like easy mode bro everybody relax if you don't want to work for a bit just quit your job relax for a bit you'll find another job here like it, you have to be almost fucking i don't want to use the R word because somebody's gonna yell at me but
1: you have to fuck up pretty hard if you can't like at least find some work right and like wait it's way it's just way easier here than a lot of our, a lot of other places yeah
0: even in like colombia there's so many venezuelan migrants dude and they would find a job and then just because they're a migrant they'd be like I'm not going to pay you wow. you work for me for a month I'm not going to pay you because you're, you're not even legally allowed here and stuff like that and I'm like I felt so bad for some of these people I'm like I could have been that person yeah. if my parents didn't emigrate here we'd be there right now because we didn't have money in Venezuela we were like middle class the middle class disappeared
1: so hyperinflation
0: destroyed the country
1: Are you? were you born in Canada no you were born in Venezuela yeah and your whole family is Venezuelan correct so you're like first generation Canadian.
0: Pretty much, yeah. And yeah, dude, my family is struggling there right now, dude. Like my aunt's yeah. a doctor in a hospital and barely makes any money, like ten bucks a month, dude. Just like That's fucked. Insanity. Here you'd make a hundred grand doing that, like it's yeah. insanity. But they don't want to leave that much. Like they love their country. It's a beautiful place. It used to be the richest country in South America. Right. And then it's just all collapsed lately.
1: I would love to go to South America.
0: Do it. You can get uh, flights to Colombia. I always tell people you just need two grand, not even. If you buy your tickets ahead of time, you can get uh, round trip flights from here to Colombia for five hundred bucks. Take a thousand dollars spending money, you could spend two very comfortable. So fifteen hundred dollars, you could spend two to, you could honestly stretch that to a month if you're smart. Wow. But two grand, go there for a month and come back. I spent uh, the first time I was there, I spent five grand in four months. Wow. And I was taking Uber everywhere. Yeah. A few times I was leaving very cheaply because like, I I would get off the backpackers trail and I would go live in the hood, which was awesome. I can blend in though because I speak Spanish. I'm not like a fucking white guy with blue yeah. eyes who's like, oh, I have zero Spanish and I'm exactly. an Asian, so. Exactly. But there's I, just
1: so many places that I want to go. South America is one of them. Sucks. I would love to go to like the Middle East.
0: I know, dude. I've been looking at the Middle East. I have a friend who went to Syria recently dude You went to syria went to wow. afghanistan he's gone to north korea and he's just a regular dude dude he has a kid he's worked as a carpenter or whatever but he's his passport is like a hundred countries he's been to what Damn. the fucking north korea dude that's crazy all these crazy places and so it's like accessible if you live in the first world that shit is accessible you don't need that much money you don't need to fucking take a yacht there you don't need to it's stay true. at the holiday inn or the marriott just Fucking go live with the people if you want to. Go live in a, a... A hostel is like a mix of both worlds because the people are working there. They can guide you and then you meet foreigners Travelers, as well.
1: yeah. That's the thing about like going to a new place at this point in my life is that I, one part of me wants to go to somewhere completely new that I've never been, like a continent I've never even seen. But another part of me wants to go back to the places that I've been.
0: Right, I always think about going back to Colombia. Because like
1: going back the second time is... I honestly, like, during my la- during my year in Japan, when it was coming to an end, I was almost looking forward more to the time that I would come back in a few years and, like, go back to my old neighborhood, go back to the bar that I used to go to all the time, and how cool that would be, and, like, walk around in my old neighborhood. I'll give
0: you my experience of that. The second time I went to Colombia, I went to the very first... When I was in Colombia, I stayed in Bogota for a month and was, like, writing for a newspaper and whatnot. And then I went on the backpacker's trail by myself. The first town I ever went to was in the coffee region. The second time I went to Colombia, I came from the south of the country, from Ecuador on bus. And I went to that same town. I went to the same hostel that I went to, dude, and it was a letdown. I didn't get the same dopamine hit. The people that worked there didn't remember me.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I remember looking at the lady. I never even brought it up. But I was like, I had a long conversation with this lady, and I still remember her, but she didn't remember me. She had no idea who you were. But she sees thousands of tourists every day
1: yeah so every month there's this one bar that i used to go to all the time in japan and it was like it was like 20 meters from my apartment so i would go there literally all the time yeah like after work just on the weekend all the time and the bartender there like knew who i was yeah and he would like give me the same drink every time and i would sit in the same seat at the bar but like my japanese was shit so we never had Any meaningful conversation. I see. And one... Like, the last day I was in Japan, I went there, and I thought about, like, saying something to him. Yeah. Like, being like, hey, like, I'm leaving Japan tomorrow. Thanks for... Thanks for everything. But I just decided not to, and I just Uh, left. I
0: hate those feelings, dude. I do that a lot.
1: I know. And it was like... I was thinking about it, like, a week after I left Japan. Because I used to go to this bar, like, like, three times a week. And I was wondering, like... I wonder if he's, like, where the fuck did that kid go? Like, he used to come in, like, almost every day. I wonder what happened. Did he die or something?
0: Oh, my God, dude. That happened. I was going to the same gym in Medellin for, like, two months. And I got to know the people there a little bit. Not, like, deeply. But, you know, I'd be at the gym for an hour and there'd be a trainer around telling, helping you, whatever. And I never said goodbye to them. I just, my gym membership ran out and I was leaving the next week and I left. Yeah. But I had a beer guy just like you who I used to go to who had a little corner store. I said goodbye to him because I always went there to pick up beer. Yeah. We always talked. He asked me about Canada. I asked him what it was like living in Medellin all the time and whatnot. So sometimes you have those relationships. And sometimes as humans, we fuck up and we don't say what we should. We get, like, this internal fear for some reason. Or, like, let's say you make eye contact with a fucking... This happened to me the other day. I made, like, deep eye contact with a beautiful woman. (laughs) And I pussied out, dude. I didn't do anything about it. And I was like, "What is wrong with me?" And I was just like thinking about it the whole time. Yeah, then I circled back brutal. and went back, and she was gone. Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, what is wrong with and you?" And
1: you're probably never gonna see her you again. You weak
0: soy boy.
1: That was your. That was the. That was the universe's chance. And now. I know. So you it. have
0: to like. I'm trying to internalize this thing of like taking the, saying yes to the universe. Like you can't listen to that stupid lizard brain in your head that's like, oh, don't do it. <laughs> Or you'll have, obviously you have that voice saying, go do it, dude, go do it. And then you also get that like shriek in your body and you're like, oh no. It's uh. the
1: easy way out.
0: I know. Oh, it's, it's the, the easy oh, way I out. I hate it. I hate feeling like soy, dude. Oh no, I refuse now. I was talking to Mac about this last night. I was like, no more soy, dude. I'm tired of this shit. I'm t- like I, I do a lot of reckless things. I say yes a lot, but I also say no a lot. I'm yeah. i like, fuck dude, like. What am I doing? Wasting my life. Fear of death, everybody. Remember, internalize your fear of death. You could die any day. Say it's just, yes.
1: Yeah, but it's like impossible to say yes to everything. Right. Unless you're like a superhuman. You I know? know.
0: There's people that. uh.
1: So as long as you say yes to the big things, the right things. Right. right like right. for you going to Colombia. For me, it was like going to Japan. All these things.
0: Right. I haven't then, had that virus in a while where I'm like, do it, do it, do it. I have to do it. Yeah, I need a virus again dude I love having that mental virus the good mental virus not the one that's like oh my life is so shitty I don't know what I'm doing I I like the one where you're like obsessed or something and you have to do it
1: or you're or you'll go crazy or you'll go crazy yeah I have that feeling with like going to just a completely new place whether it's traveling or whatever going to a place where I literally don't know anybody and I've never been there and I don't know how anything works that feeling is like super super addictive right especially with traveling it's like
0: yeah you get um
1: when you like get off the plane and you're out of the airport and you're in a place where literally you don't know anybody
0: have you watched that guy's videos uh jason silva the guy who like rants about i think he has so. like um a vid- he has videos on like national geographic and then he has a uh videos called shots of wonder Well, anyways, he talks about, like, how taking a plane is literally, like, teleporting into another world. And on the other side, you're just hit by wonder and new experiences. It's true. These vibrations you've never felt before, these sights and sounds, and it's, like, transcending yourself by going into another place. It's true. First of all, like, having the balls to just show up and then... Just being immersed in all this newness, which you don't get when you stay in the same place all the time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in the same physical place or doing the same things over and over again and expecting something new to happen. Like, you just got to make that jump.
1: Yeah, there was a time when it took, like, generations to even move to, like, a different country that's right next to yours.
0: Right. No. Here you just save for now, one yeah. month and you and can make you the And then you walk
1: ju- into a metal tube and you sit there for a few hours and then you're in a completely <laughs> different culture it's crazy
0: yeah fuck okay i gotta go somewhere now i think i'm gonna enjoy the rest of summer here Mm, hopefully work a little bit where
1: are you thinking of going any
0: i have any ideas i've thought about going to kenya wow just because i had a bit of a journalistic mind going again but i don't even know if i want to do journalism anymore have
1: you been to africa
0: no But Africa is one of the most underreported on areas. Mm -hmm. But Kenya is heavily reported on. Nairobi is like a media hub, so... That would be awesome. I talked to a journalist and she said, don't show up without a job. Like, it's very hard to get a job there. Oh, really? Unless, I'm guessing if I freelance and try to sell articles, but I don't even know if I want to do that anymore. It's not like...
1: Are you not into journalism anymore?
0: I don't know, like... Maybe, I'm not, not that's, like, I'm maybe not like maybe
1: not traditional journalism yeah i'm just
0: not that serious i think i would i'd like to write a book something where i can like include my own subjective inspe- experiences in yeah. it as myself as being a part of the story not in like a narcissistic way but like just this, not have
1: to be completely objective yeah this whole objectivity
0: and like writing short articles about the facts and all this stuff is just boring to me i don't have that mindset I've realized, like, I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was telling me when I was a kid, I was always fucking around. I was always, my brother was the quiet one, shy, and I was the one making faces and being a fucking idiot and whatever. And I was like, I need to internalize my realness, what I am. Like, I, I'm not that serious. I'm yeah. not the guy on Twitter yelling about fucking rights and shit. Like,
1: Alex Jones
0: yeah I'm just I like messing around so if I can like the podcast for me has been that where I can like talk to journalists and stuff like that but I'm always sometimes I swear sometimes I talk about funny experiences and stuff like that like I'm trying to internalize this idea of like just being yourself to the extreme sense because you pretty much get sick if the further you go away from yourself and you like keep pretending pretending and building up this world that's not you double life There's, like, stories of people... I saw a story about a lady who said she was, like... She got, like, terminal cancer when she was 35. And she was, like, I was living a complete life I didn't want as, like, a corporate executive with a family and all this shit. And she's, like, I just completely went against myself. And then she's, like... She changed her life and her cancer went away. Wow. (laughs) So... It kind of makes sense because like when I was working a job I hated, I was getting sick. I was getting this weird pain in my leg from stress and I was like just waking up too early and my mind was like racing in like a negative way and whatever. And I was like, I can't do this anymore like most people can't snap out of that a lot of people just stick it out because it's like this is my role this is what I have to do this is what my family wants this is what I should do for society or whatever this is what people like I remember when I quit the job I was like what are all my friends gonna think because all our friends are like some of them are professionals and whatnot and I was like telling my mom I was like I I just became a professional that like now I'm just gonna quit and whatever people are gonna make fun of me or whatever and she's like who cares do what you want I'm lucky I have a mom that tells me just do what you want like She never forced me to be a doctor or anything.
1: That's the reason, like, both of our families immigrated here, right? Because so we could have the opportunity to do what we want.
0: Right, but a lot of... I think a lot of immigrants don't have that mindset. Like, they have the opportunity to come here and do what their parents want. (laughs) Like, they're like, I... Like, imagine, like, your parents want you to be a doctor or some sort of corporate person, somebody that's, like, well-respected within your family, your big, large immigrant family or whatever, and then you're like, I want to be an artist, I want to be a painter, I don't want (laughs) to do that, and then they're like, (gasps) what the fuck? So, then you end up just, like, resenting your parents later on, I would assume, because you're like, they forced me to do this, and now I've just become this soy person Yeah. with no conviction. It's true. (laughs) So... I guess we're lucky. Your parents don't yell at you. I assumed your parents were forcing you to be an engineer, but I guess not.
1: No, initially they, they my mom especially would like push me to go into like STEM or medicine or something. But um, I chose engineering in the beginning.
0: Right. But now I. Who the fuck hate knows it. what they're doing? I didn't even.
1: You know what the thing about engineering school is? It'll make you really, really not want to be an
0: engineer. <laughs> Right, isn't it so long and you have to do so many internships
1: and the job is never
0: what it is in school?
1: Yeah, nobody like nobody gives a shit about like linear algebra in your job.
0: Right. I think they're just trying to extract dollars from us, making us go to school I for I think e-
1: most of the thing is it's it's just it's just a gauntlet so that only the most driven and motivated people come out right. at the end, you know. You can't really half that. If you're like building a bridge, Right. You can't half-ass that, right? Otherwise, millions of people will die. Maybe it's not millions. It's really
0: but. interesting because like here in Canada, to be a doctor, it's like 10 years of schooling, an incredible amount of money in debt. So inherently, doctors make a lot of money because it's just so difficult to become a doctor here. In South America, it's the opposite. They're actually known as world-class doctors, but you're done school at like 22, 23, and you're a doctor. Wow, really? Yeah
1: do they get paid as much?
0: No, nowhere near as much. Like it's a respectable middle-class life, but, wow. but it's not like here where you're like almost rich. Yeah. Like you live a very comfortable life in Canada, hundreds of thousands of dollars having a medical practice because it's just a gauntlet, like you say, and, uh, an incredible amount of debt and money is it takes to enter it and, yeah, and determination the, to survive school.
1: And the thing about that is if you spent like 12 years being in school for a doctor, And you decide you hate it it's like (laughs) wow
0: (laughs) i don't know i think people need to internalize the idea that like you can be 36 and you've lived this life and with a fucking blink of the eye and determination you can just change your life yeah but you have to be willing to drop down back to the masses and be poor and whatever like if you get comfortable to if you get addicted to the golden handcuffs then you're fucked If you need that lifestyle, you need the BMW, you need the fucking condo and all this shit, you're not willing to give that all up to actually be happy, then good luck, soy boy. That's true. (laughs) Enjoy your fucking miserable life. That's true. Unless you enjoy it. I don't know. I hate how I judge people all the time. I don't know what people are going through. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to snap out of it because I'm always fucking yelling about how people are doing dumb shit. And I'm like, you're not that smart, dude. Relax.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of like, we have a lot of friends that work in nine to five.
0: They seem happy though. And they
1: seem happy. And they have a lot of friends and they enjoy their life and they don't hate their work. That's a big thing. Right. If you're doing a nine to five when something that you absolutely hate, that's one thing. Right, right, right. But if you actually enjoy the job, you enjoy your boss, you exactly. work a lot with of them, people a that lot of you them, like.
0: A lot of them say like the, the work itself isn't fulfilling, but they love the people they work with. And the environment. And, and the
1: environment. And, and if it allows you to make enough money to live your life, like... Who, who am who I are to, we to judge, judge, right?
0: Right, shut up, Frank.
1: <laughs> but some people, they just can't... Some people just can't do that.
0: Right, I think I'm... I think I'm a madman sometimes. Just gotta chill out a bit. Keep... Oh yeah, I was saying this the other day. I was like, I should... Like, remember when you're in university, you're like, oh, I'm gonna change the world. Like, I can't believe all these problems are <laughs> happening or whatever. I've had a completely change of thought. Similar, I'm like... I can't save the world, I can't change what people want to do I can save myself
1: Oh, there you go
0: I will just continue to work on saving myself If I can give somebody guidance And be like, this is an opportunity you could think about This is something you could potentially do I'm not going to force you to do it I'm just going to say, this is something you could do Maybe you haven't thought about it or whatever I can give you that, but I'm not going to yell at somebody and be like Your life is shit, you're an idiot
1: Being a preacher, right?
0: Yeah, fuck that, dude uh, I'd rather be a guide potentially if you choose to come under my apprenticeship I, I have no idea what i'm doing but you know i do what i want
1: <laughs> so it's all about
0: yeah i kind of just hope people the one message i want people to listen is like just try to do something that makes you light up inside like all this materialism illusions that you're gonna feel happy with things and property and all this shit it's all gonna collapse in entropy eventually like don't you want those don't you want that accelerated heartbeat throughout your life, not from alcohol, not from nicotine, not from pleasure, but from self satisfaction. That's like the most beautiful feeling. That's why I said like I didn't want to travel as much as I want that self satisfaction of right. doing the things I always say I'm gonna do. Yeah. Like when you actually do it, like when I first published like my first article and all that shit, like I have never felt so much satisfaction. It's it's also very effermal is that the word it goes away immediately like you feel it for a second and then you're like on to the next i gotta do the next thing now you get addicted to it but that feeling for that moment for that day where you're like i actually did it it's true when i get like a podcast guest that i was like saying i was gonna get and i actually do it and Uh it's recorded and published i'm like i feel satisfied for the rest of the day at least exactly which is a great feeling it's way i've I don't get that from materialism anymore, even from pursuing pleasure. I'm just like, ah, oh, so it's, it's, not it's sustainable. all about meaning, dude. Even if it's subjective, even if it's not religious, find yourself meaning and try to go through it and your fears and on the other side will be meaning and happiness. It's a good message. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if people have been listening, how loud have I been yelling?
1: <laughs> I don't know It's pretty windy though So I can't
0: yeah, really tell because I like doing I this my outside It's nice eh It's very calming
1: It's the dude with his shirt off Just
0: Chilling in the park Talking on the phone FedEx truck Delivering things on deadline
1: People drinking beer
0: People drinking beer No police Cause we're in the first world here if we were somewhere, I actually we're in actually this
1: is like the only countries where you can't drink outside.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. But nobody's bugging us because we're not criminals. Or I don't look like one, at least. <laughs> look, there's a dude swinging like he's a child. He's uh, having a great time. Oh uh, yeah, people, you just need to pursue things that make you feel childlike again. That's another thing. Like going on a swing. Like all these serious things, like. Even, like, accomplishing things is, like, a lot of it, you feel so serious and all this shit. Like, like, my greatest joy in life, I told somebody the other day, like, if somebody told me they'd give me a million dollars to never ride my bike again, I'd tell them to go fuck themselves. Wow, dude. eh? This might be number one love right now, the endorphins, the feeling of freedom on two fucking wheels and pedals.
1: I miss having a bike.
0: Propelling yourself, not having to take transit.
1: I was listening to the... That podcast you did with that biker, yeah. and the way he was talking about it, would really fired me up about
0: that guy's getting a accomplished bike again. his things, dude.
1: And how it's like a self-propelled thing, you know? Yes,
0: dude, it's so awesome. The feeling is like it's like it's like being on a horse or something, being like an avatar. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's what it feels like, dude. You feel like you know how an avatar they fly those things and they're yeah, just like free. That's dinosaurs. what it feels like on a bike, kind of. Well, you know, There's polite. like a
1: there's like a nostalgia attached to it because remember when you got your first bike, and, right? And then at that point, at like whatever age, age eight or whatever, then you could like bike around in your neighborhood. It was like a it was like a step of independence, you know?
0: Exactly. You'd
1: bike around without your parents, and you'd hang out with your friends.
0: Yeah. So lately, I've been biking out to different places. I did the Sunshine Coast with Kyle, and it was awesome. We slept in a treehouse.
1: That's awesome, dude.
0: It was, like, 50K on the other side. It wasn't that hard. Um, you biked
1: there from here, or did you...
0: Uh, we took the bus
1: up there, and then I biked, biked to
0: Park around. Royal, then I took the Horseshoe Bay bus, and then took yeah. the ferry, and then biked on the other side until Half Moon Bay.
1: Damn. How, lo- how long was that trip in total?
0: Um, total was, like, six hours from my house to there. Shit. It wasn't that crazy,
1: but... That's a pretty long bike ride. That's longer than any bike ride I've done.
0: Right. I've worked my way up to it. Like, I wouldn't advise it to somebody who hasn't biked in a while to try that. You're going to feel like shit. You might puke. I remember when I was in Toronto, uh, Vlad and all these other guys came to visit me. Uh-huh. And I took them out on a bike ride, and I was ripping, and Vlad, you know, he's, dying? he's a smoker, dude. He couldn't keep up, like, immediately died. So you have to, like, build yourself up. Yeah. It's funny because my uh, I was with my mom yesterday. We tried to go to a comedy show, and we couldn't go because it was sold out. I didn't buy tickets in time I was an idiot But anyways We went to a bar And we talked And like apparently One of my uncles Was like overweight Had diabetes and whatever In his 40s And suddenly like The doctor said Like if you don't change your life You're gonna be fucked mm-hmm. Like you have three kids Yeah Maybe um. four I forget <laughs> Three kids Three kids You're gonna be fucked So my mom told me That in the last year He's just been working out And he just ran a fucking marathon Dude Jesus In one year
1: That's crazy one and year she's from like, you can't recognize. Yeah, that you're yeah. Die. She's like,
0: you can't even recognize him anymore. He's lost so much weight. He just fucking ran a marathon, dude. So here it is, the fear of death again. Suddenly, you feel it. You experience it. Somebody tells you, like, you are on the fucking. Death is about to come with a sickle, dude. If you don't fucking change yeah. your life.
1: That urgency comes back. And
0: suddenly, so you internalize the fear of death if you want to feel change in your life. Like you got to remember. You're gonna die, it, may, it might be when you're old, it could be tomorrow. And it, this is like the, makes prime, you act.
1: It's like the prime opportunity at our age to do something like that. Right, dude. We have no fucking responsibilities.
0: Like, for a bit I was feeling that pressure of, like, becoming a professional and all this shit, and now I'm like, no. No, fuck that. Fuck it, dude. There's people who become professionals in, like, their 30s or 40s after they've fucking yeah, like after given they've- up on their art or whatever. Or life circumstances changes, you popped out a baby, and it's no longer about your meaning; it's about their meaning. Yeah,
1: so, there's that like strange biological clock that happens in most humans, where like you reach like your early 30s, and you're like, "Shit, I I need to have kids like right now." You know, that happens to a lot of people,
0: right? Especially women, because they have the they have a deep biological, a clear one in their 40s. Men, I don't know. We're Essentially, come factory so we die. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think uh, my grandpa had a kid, dude. Like, Venezuelan dudes fuck around, dude. Wow. They're too, they get lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. They get lost in the puss, dude. Lost
1: in the Venezuelan. Like,
0: th- these dudes pop out kids everywhere. They're always fucking chicks. And, like, I think my grandpa, I have an uncle that's like 11 years old, dude.
1: 11 years old, yeah. You have an uncle that's I have an 11. uncle
0: that's 11 years old, that's dude. Crazy. How funny is that? Oh my god, these wild men. I have that gene in me a bit. I'm trying to fucking corral that wild horse,
1: you reel it in.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> it's funny. Venezuelans are very party people, even oh yeah. right now where the country's like devastated and nobody has money, they still have money to buy still beers and go hard. to the beach, dude. There's like, I've seen videos of people, it's like carnival. Two million people have left the country, dude. Like people are starving for food and medicines, but they're still going to the beach to fuck a party and fuck. Oh, yeah. They're still fucking dude. <laughs> there's condom shortages, there's disease spreading. <laughs> venereal disease and they're still fucking
1: <laughs> You gotta respect that a little bit, you know? Yeah, dude. They haven't lost hope.
0: Right. Although there is a lot of lost hope, dude. Yeah, Two I million bet. people have left. But it's a shame. I hope it fucking changes soon my mom won't let me go that's the only place I really want to go to even if it's fucked
1: she would not be happy with you going?
0: yeah I just can't because it
1: would be really dangerous or what?
0: dangerous difficult to get money difficult to buy things as a foreigner I'd have access to money I could get it in somehow bitcoin hello we're in the future crypto but um, I don't have a Venezuelan passport so I could get trapped in the country is a problem. oh shit and I don't know if the fucking Canadian embassy would come rescue me. I don't even think they have an embassy there anymore.
1: Fuck. Yeah, that would be a risky situation.
0: But I could leave through illegal border crossings and pay armed groups of rebels and government forces. Bribe your way in Brive and out. Brive my way in and out. Money talks, dude. Whether they're going to let me in and out or they're just going to rob me, I don't know. <laughs> I was talking to my grandma and she's like, come visit me. And I was like, a okay, cab, mom will let me.
1: <laughs> yeah. South America would be really cool.
0: Yeah, Colombia is like the most accessible country now. Like it had its problems, but they've carved out a tourist trail that like you won't see the reality of the country if you stay right. on the tourist trails. Right. You can definitely hear about it on tours. Like there's a really good graffiti tour in Bogota that talks about the last 20 years of conflict in colombia then there's also a medellin walking tour that talks about their problems with like pablo escobar because that's where he's from
1: oh shit stuff like
0: that but that shit is still active do you know that uh the amount of coca which is the key ingredient of cocaine and the amount of cocaine has gone up five times in production since pablo escobar wow why? Because North America has a lot of depressed people without a lack of meaning in their lives so they lose themselves in substances. So as long as we don't correct that problem, the war on drugs <laughs> is going to continue. It's gonna go, if people go, can go like the moment you start feeling meaning in your life and you start doing things you want and you start feeling that happiness, you don't need drugs, dude. It's true. You get that natural high. But the moment you start feeling down, you need that pick-me-up. You need to lose yourself, forget about your problems. And that's why the fucking drug market is so heavy, dude. Because, like, we live in the first world, but it's still... It's hard if you don't know what you're doing or if you've had all this trauma.
1: Just got to legalize it.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the problem... I don't know how to do... Like, what would happen if you could go to Chevron and just buy a fucking (laughs) bunch of drugs, dude? That'd be... I don't... Would that solve? People would still be on it? Like, think about how much people are drowning in alcohol here, dude.
1: I think it has to... Yeah, I think it has to be a gradual culture change.
0: Right. We probably need more support systems, more...
1: I think with some drugs, it's a no-brainer, like with marijuana. Yeah. Or even, like, uh, psychedelics.
0: There's a guy I want to get on the podcast, Dana Larson. Have you heard of him? He's like. I a, think I've heard that he's name. He's an activist. He just... I, I was about to get him on the podcast, but I forgot. Um, he just released a drug testing program where people on the downtown east side or anywhere can mail him a small fraction of their drugs, and he'll test it for you and tell you if it's going to kill you or not.
1: Yeah, the thing about Vancouver is that we have access to a lot of harm reduction and, like, drug testing.
0: Right, it's in our culture now.
1: But people still don't use it, which is dumb, I think. Right.
0: What like, happened to our... We still have our safe injection sites, right?
1: Yeah, we have safe injection. It's so easy to get your drugs tested here. Yeah. But people just don't. And people keep dying.
0: Yeah, I hear a lot of stories about people, like, they're about, they're, like, talking to to God in, like, a deep fentanyl overdose. And, like, they'll inject them and they're like, why did you do that?
1: Jesus. Like, they're
0: just chasing that extreme high so much that they're willing to ride the line of death. And the moment you take them out of it, they'll yell at you and be like, they don't, even, they don't want you to save them dude yeah like that's a dark place to be that your life you need to forget yourself that much. Yeah, it's true So what are we doing to people? Is my question <laughs> I don't know man. what are we doing? <laughs> like I said, I can't change anything maybe I can join a bit of volunteer activism and whatnot, but I'm not expecting to change anything. I can yell as much as I want on this thing, but the world will keep on ticking. It'll be gradual. Like, we all need to wake up to it somehow and demand change.
1: The downtown east side especially, it's like most areas that are sketchy in cities eventually get gentrified.
0: Okay, we're back. We ran out of batteries. What were you talking about? Downtown east side.
1: Yeah. I was just, what was I saying about it?
0: Uh, we were talking about harm reduction. Maybe something was happening to the downtown side? Was it getting worse, better?
1: Yeah, I just feel like a lot of sketchy areas and cities get gentrified. Oh, gentrified, yeah, yeah, yeah. But...
0: What happens when it goes fully gentrified? Where do these people go? Exactly. To the woods?
1: They just get displaced. Anyways, that was what I was saying.
0: Well, thank you for coming on to the pod, dude. We no problem, man. This I is a I love this fun. I love doing the live ones. I think they're... They tend to go longer. Yeah. You get more physical con- eye contact and stuff like that. It's more organic. More organic. Whereas when you're when you're online, you're like sort of just talking. You don't get that same intimacy, I guess. You don't have a park.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, dude. Well, maybe I'll see you in Montreal next summer. Hell yeah. That should be the goal, I think. Yeah. Because then we could stay in Canada. Still have a bit of that first world, but also have the the mad world of ours.
1: <laughs> exactly. Creative freedom.
0: Yeah. All right. I got to go do another podcast. So. Good luck with that. Thank you. I hope it's good. The Mexican Motorcycle Diaries. That sounds awesome. We'll see what is happening in Mexico. <laughs> Adios, everybody. See ya.